Welcome to Heart of Wonder Presents Lure of the Temptress Join Danny and Eddie as they craft a fantasy world of mystery and danger that results in a free zine you can use with your 5th edition fantasy setting. Alright, so what the hell is this now? Yeah, this our, our zine episode. We've got a <laughs> we we got to talk about the a uh, class background and NPC from Adelphi City. Yes, um, which you know I don't think we need to know too much of the intimate details of last episode because this could kind of be separate. I think the the, the broad strokes of Adelphi City were that it was uh, founded after some sort of uh, crusades like uh, event. Mm-hmm. Elsewhere, uh, we had a couple other nuances of the city that I forget, uh, but they were minor, and we'll just—I guess—we can rectify them later after we've listened back. Yeah. Um, to part of wonder, lure of the temptress. Dun dun dun. dun. Danny, should we should we fill Gina in on the rich history of lure of the temptress and where? Lure of the Tem- I did it again. I added a T to the end. Uh-huh. I, I would really Lure. appreciate it because I have no idea what's going on <laughs> other than 5e mechanics. <laughs> but, Danny, again, I, I pose this to you. Mm. Should we let Gina know now on the air while recorded uh, what mm. Lure of the Temptress is all about? I... I... Mm. The... Not the important parts, though. Like, we can explain what we're doing, but I don't think we should explain the name. That's okay. That's fair. That's fair. I think the name is something sacred that you'll just, you'll actually have to listen back to the uh, the whole season to, to, to find out what you're truly a part of. All um, right. I'll take that deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, what we're doing uh, to record it here for you and for the audience is, uh, recording a micro season of Pot of Wonder where we create uh, a, a zine of little editions, homebrew editions for 5th uh, edition Dungeons & Dragons campaigns. Uh, and uh, I've very clearly had a couple drinks because I very heavily slurred Dungeons & Dragons. Dungeons & Dragons. The end goal to put together some sort of uh, printable zine and additionally a, a, a potentially interactive pdf i don't know danny and i've been going wild with ideas yeah uh, it's been fun plans times. upon plans plans upon plans plans um, upon plans <laughs> uh, i think i think the actual dune quote is plans within plans but i like po- the uh, pot of wonder bootleg <laughs> of plans upon plans yeah <laughs> the wrong preposition entirely yeah. Um, Original the phrase. wrong preposition. <laughs> <laughs> Not even the wrong pronouns, the wrong preposition. Mm-hmm. Prepositions. Uh, yeah. Pot of wonder, we respect your pronouns, but not, not your prepositions. Else. But not your prepositions. <laughs> I love that as a shirt. Like, I don't respect your prepositions. And uh-huh. see how many people get angry and confused and then uh, angry at themselves. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just targeting dyslexics. <laughs> yeah. Look, if those liberal snowflakes can't handle it, then I got a shirt for them. <laughs> Um, 
God of Wonder. I've got a shirt for them that we will <laughs> never make. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, okay. so, so last episode, we discussed a magic item, a monster, and a business, not in that order. And if, from what I recall, we kind of landed on a tavern that's uh, uh, hosted by what's seemingly one person with a multitude of hats, uh, but is actually a trio of, of uh, triplets, um, as triplets usually are, a trio. Well. Uh, I guess a singular of triplets. A singular. Well, the trio you know, of triplets would be nine people. Oh, that's true. That's true. A singular. Let's, wow. Let's not get, get bogged down to the semantics of units of, of multiple siblings. But uh, you only see one of the triplets at any given time in the bar uh, to the point where everyone thinks it's only one doing that weird elevator bit uh, and dropping down and coming back up with a different hat. But no, it is three. It is, is three different people. Uh, and two of them are always in place to hold back a demon that I believe we named last time. Um, hmm. Uh, and uh, the odds are against us coming up with a name, but I was, think we actually did. It was yellow something. It was the name of the article because that was also oh, yeah. the name of the artifact, the uh, uh, the magic item we came up that hangs above the bar mm-hmm. uh, that pro- the that produces some sort of sword or weapon. Uh, I'll insert the name in post here. The yellow hammer. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that, 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 that's exactly what it was, and I am going to forget about that starting now. Um, this episode, though, we can kind of we don't necessarily have to dip back into those things because we're covering a class, a background, and an NPC. Um, hmm. Uh, it, it, and again, going back to the basics of Adelphi City, it is very loosely a fantasy Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was formed after uh, one side of a crusade returned home. Yes. Um, and we've got kind of a, an open kind of arena there to kind of play around with. Um, and the way we've been doing this is a little quicker, a little more freeform, uh, and just kind of going with a little more uh, skimmings of the article instead of deep readings, um, as if I actually read the articles. Yeah. Anyways, um, the the attention of detail pod of wonder normally is known for will not be present in this zine. I know. Um, it's the uh, it, just when you thought we couldn't handle any more pod juice. Uh, here you go, uh, Lord of the Tempters. Uh, I didn't say the T that time. Thank God. Um, so, as as per usual, Pot of Wonder, though, we're going to uh, randomly generate some articles. Uh, are we all, all ready to do our uh, our first one, which would be our uh, our class? I am ready. Well, you know what? I'll put this out there. Which would be handier to roll for first, a class or a background? Well, I guess if we're making, like, a single person, then we'd start with their background. It's probably mm-hmm. more helpful. Well, I, I think it would almost be like a group of people or like an archetype of people, but you're probably mm-hmm. right. Still starting with the background. Uh, we'll start with that, uh, then go to a class, and then uh, an, an NPC, just kind of based on those two things. Uh, I know we talked about our um, barfly last episode, Danny, that we cannot remember, and I, I maybe we'll just save that as like a bonus NPC for the uh, for the book. Uh-huh. Okay. Or some other, other printable or promotional material. Yeah. Um, for the people dumb enough to purchase. I mean, for the people kind enough to purchase this mm-hmm. zine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, pay us dollar for uh, the, the hard 
uh, drinking and writing and drawing and formatting into a PDF. I can start once we start doing the work. I can get real passive aggressive with it. <laughs> I, I, I've got the Catholic upbringing strong enough to uh, broadcast uh, passive aggressive rays uh, <laughs> and uh, get a singular dollar for each PDF. Um, anyways, uh, everybody got a browser tab open. Yep. And a one, two, three. Huh. Ah. I got okay. shit. I got shit, but I'm gonna roll with it. Alright, uh, Gina, do you wanna start off with your shit that you're rolling? Yeah, with? my shit is an extinct rat. <laughs> um, go on. Yeah. yeah, the only cool thing about it is possibly its name, which is Pentathomas. Okay. I love hey. that acapella group. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, mmm, mmm. A strong start, actually, Gina. Strong start. Uh, <laughs> Danny. So I got the history of timekeeping devices. Oh. Uh, from uh, candle clocks to sundials to hourglasses to wristwatches to calculator watches and beyond. The history of timekeeping devices. Wow. Okay. Again, a lot of potential for a background. Uh, both of these are strong, and now I'm really doubting mine. I've got uh, Ganymede, the moon of Jupiter, or Jupiter 3, uh, the biggest of Jupiter's mist, uh, Jupiter's moon, and of all the solar system's moons. Hmm. Uh, After Jupiter 2, I didn't think they'd make a third one, but I'm I'm glad they did. I know. I know. Usually the third one in the series uh, kind of goes downhill after that, as we've learned from many major franchises, but uh, Jupiter 3, pretty solid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, that laugh was the only laugh that bit is getting um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay so I think we've, we've all got strong contenders for this um, but it has just an outright background slash kind of pseudo being unique to this unique to this place the rat the extinct rat feels like it's a strong choice. Hmm. I can't believe you're you're gunning for my I, extinct rats. I can't. I mean, <laughs> there's. I, I feel like like a group of people responsible for like either a single particular device or just the people whose job it is to tell you what day it is because it's like medieval fantasy and most people can't read I feel like that would almost fit a class more we could tuck that I mean depending on how this goes we could say that one will be the class I think it would be a cool racial ability if you got the ability to always know what time of day it is because it is something you can if you pick up the uh, what was it there was a feat that you can do it Okay, you so, always know what time of day yeah. it is, and you always know where north is. So it would be cool if that, like, small one-third portion of the feat is offered as a, a starting ability, as a racial ability. Yeah. Alright, I'll, I'll toss this out here. It's the rare trifecta of art, because we don't have to read through the whole thing. We've got, no. just read the first paragraph of it and go with broad strokes. Um, hear me out here, because, again, no timer. Uh, uh, it is... Um, <laughs> Or a, a race of rats 
uh, an ancient race of rats uh, dwindling uh, in their uh, in their number, uh, but still carrying on a rich tradition. Um, uh, what was the other article? Richard, but they uh, are masters of time and timekeeping, and have archives of uh, all sorts of devices and means mm-hmm. of keeping time, and, hit, and uh, are the keepers of history. Uh, but part of the reason uh, that is unexplained by science and can only be explained in their their magical traditions is their connection to a planet uh, that is unseen or a heavenly body that is unseen uh, uh, in the skies of Phil- of Adelphi. Sure, bringing it all together. All Get right, I guess we're done. <laughs> I was. Yeah. Well, let's. I mean, let's kind of let's go into the details a little bit because I. And we'll we'll build an NPC out of this because I think this kind of all works as both the background and a class, like some sort of uh, like time seeker or something or timekeeper. Mm-hmm. Um, but from time bandit. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go with it. I love it. <laughs> um, uh, keepers of time, uh, but mate, well. Uh, Maybe there's some sort of broader name, and those are two branches for the for the class, like the timekeeper and the time bandit. Mm. There are two different schools in this. Uh, yeah, one in, gives the time, the other takes away. But it is a balance, and both are required. Yes, and they all talk like this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we've built characters for them. Uh, if only we're doing hot seats in this game, um, in this episode. Uh, What's it? So, um, hmm. Uh, ancient race of rats. What? Why are these rats unique to Adelphi? Because I, I feel like, you know, rats in Philadelphia, it's kind of more of a Baltimore thing, but, you know, major mm-hmm. East Coast cities, it's it's a thing. Um, I don't know. Any 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 thoughts on uh, the, Balt- the, the rat people of Adelphi? Uh, maybe if they move uh, to a certain range outside of Delphi, their mystical powers no longer work. They can no longer see the unseen planet. Ooh, mm-hmm. I like how they're like intrinsically connected to the city. Mm-hmm. Like that's got, I didn't even think of that. That's really good. Um, what is the name of the planet? Retipuge is Jupiter backwards. <laughs> Retipouge is very dumb. <laughs> it's, it's it might bad. it might be Retipouge. <laughs> um, uh, we could call it the the planet Galileo, the planet Voyager. Oh, and There's also a lot of scientific mouse names or rat names uh, yeah. if you want. Uh, again, the rats. Species is called uh no is it is a species is genus sorry genus is uh penatomus penatomus can, can you spell that out in the chat it's in chat yeah okay penatomus yeah. yeah and uh it's a the the what do you call it uh it's not any of the classifications they call it a orizomini is a tribe uh the I do like so the orizomine. Mm. Is there reworking or respelling of Penatomus to be like kind of like the the rat people species? Uh, 
Hmm. Uh, the order of uh, the order of Penatomus. Oh, incidentally, Galileo is also in my article because he invented a regular swinging pendulum. Huh. So you like the Galileans? The Galilean, the Order of Galileo is the class. Or Timekeepers is the class. Order of Galileo is the species slash background. They're always mm-hmm. these. It's not necessarily a racial thing, but they are always these rats because they're the ones who carry on the traditions. Yeah. Maybe because they're extinct, part of their lore is they came here uh, mm-hmm. from this moon, and that's why they've got a connection. Ooh, space rat. Space rat. Biker mice from Mars. <laughs> Clock mice from Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> It's moped mice. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, depending on what part of North Philadelphia, uh, horseback mice. Yeah. Fixie bike mice from <laughs> Philadelphia. That's more fixie, bice, uh, fixie bike mice of uh, Richmond. Uh, I feel like that, that fits. No, that's double-decker bike. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Hipster uh, I, mice. That's another. That's a, that's a whole different series, Danny. We could mm. do a, a very Richmond-centric one. Um, let's see, Mister Mice. Alienate our mostly local listening base by talking about another city for an entire season. Yeah, into uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, ooh, this is like bad Wikipediaing because this entire sentence is one paragraph, but uh, it. it says uh, some Greek astronomer constructed the Tower of Winds. The that tower. sounds like a really cool place for like maybe like where they used to be headquartered um, pre-extinction. <laughs> yes, that is that is I think their holy site. So this is the, what was it? Uh, the Timekeepers, the Timekeepers of Galileo. That's the class. Mm-hmm. Um, and fuck, what was the what was the or the thing? Uh, the Pentatomus. Maybe that's the that's the race, the species. Hmm. Oh, Pentatomouse. Oh, I love it, Pentatomouse. Hmm. Not so much rats, more like mice. Yeah. It's rodent is what they're called in the. Uh, Wikipedia article, so I guess it could be either. There we go. The Pentatomos. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so the Pentatomos of the Order of Galileo, or the Timekeepers of Galileo. Um, okay, so what kinds of abilities do, would uh, these Timekeepers have? I'm thinking this must be a spellcasting uh, class, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I, yeah, I, but I think it's more like kind of background support effects than it mm. is or, uh, like direct attacks. Yeah, maybe more like monk-like. They just get like a list of set of quasi-magical abilities rather than straight up spellcasting. I like that. Like minor like time control type things. Mm. Like you can take away somebody's wounds for 1d4 rounds. Mm-hmm. And at, at one point, maybe give uh, at higher levels, give someone an additional action. 
mm, combat. And then the even higher levels give yourself an additional action in, in later combat. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Oh god, maybe it's like some sort of like weird 20 le- 20th level spell that seems kind of impossible. Uh, is you're able, if you can remember one item from the previous day, you could pull it. That uh, wouldn't be affected now. You can kind of pull it from time mm-hmm. within reason. Have to refine that one, but I think I, yeah. I think it's like some sort of like, well, you've you've lived through this custom bullshit th- for twenty levels, so uh, here's a cookie. Uh, might work as a final, mm-hmm. a final epic level ability. Um, hmm. What kind of bonuses would these rats have, or mice? Excuse me, the Panatamaus. Panatamice. Maybe a plus one in dexterity. Hmm. For going like very standard homebrew, other race, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. probably minus one strength. Well, with the fifth edition, it's just pluses now. Oh yeah, so. they've added minuses to the uh, what do you call it? Uh, monstrous races. Like I know kobolds yeah. uh, have a minus in strength because mm-hmm. they play mm. one. Um, hmm, well, yeah, so maybe just a plus one to dexterity then. Hmm. I can see Uh, wisdom being uh, something too. Uh, plus one bonus to wisdom. Um, oh, important question How big are these mice? I want to say they're maybe like halfling sized, so maybe some basic size rules based on halflings. Hmm. And any uh, uh, you know, bonuses and deterrence they got from there. Okay. Um. Hmm. I mean, what? at least as far as I'm concerned, there's never like a point where a rodent-like creature will stop being creepy. So really, whatever size you make it is probably fine. Yeah. Or like equally spoopy. Or crappy, equally yeah. crappy. I don't want to make it scurry, but I want to make it a little, little crappy. Yeah. Um. So let's see. Hmm. Any sort of any skills they'd have proficiency in? Maybe survival. Um, Ooh. Ooh, yeah, because they've been around a while. Maybe like nature or planes, something sort of knowledgey, whatever we're gonna decide this time stuff is covered under. Yeah, maybe look at what's covered under sorcerers or wizards and kind of give them one of those uh, as kind of a base. Let's steal from other things and rename it as our own thing. Mm-hmm. Any other feats or abilities that would be uh, associated with the uh, the race? So I had a new idea. Um, what if, as an action, they can chew through non-magical restraints? Because they're mice. 
hmm, I like this. Yeah. Even if it's metal, because it's been established that rats and mice can definitely chew through metal. Concrete, mm-hmm. even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I like that at its... I, I like that, Gina. Um, hmm. So what kind of weapons proficiencies would they have? I think that might be tied to class. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm kind of sorry. I meant to, to shift on yeah. to the. We're, uh, we're the kind time, of covering everything at once. Yeah, here. the timekeepers mm-hmm. of Galileo. What kind of uh, pro- weapons proficiencies would they have? Tool yeah. proficiency. I I don't know if Five E has like a, a watches time. Maybe tinkerer's kit. Hmm. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Um, with some basic items. Um. Hmm. I want to go out on a limb and say because they're not, you know, usually weapons users, they don't really have like a weapons proficiency. Hmm. Just like um, simple weapons that mm-hmm. they don't use that often. Mm-hmm. Um, like knife proficiency or something, you know, some sort of proficiency with like a small weapon. Um, because they're meant, you know, for basic defense, but maybe they start off with maybe that's kind of the divergence what's it the the timekeepers and the time bandits uh-huh um maybe the time bandits get a uh uh whatchamacallit um an hourglass mm. and so that does something and uh timekeepers get some sort of Flava Flav style like golden <laughs> golden like pocket watch yeah, but not instead of in the pocket, it's just dangling on your chest. This is golden probably dumb and wouldn't work. But like anything you thank you, anything that could be interpreted as vaguely like timepiece related, like you could use a spear as long as it looked kind of like like the arm, like the hour and Ooh. minute hands on a clock. Yes, I like that as kind of like and, a necessary flavor detail. Yeah, like that. You can use a shield if it looks kind of like a sundial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, preferably something that was used as one of those things, like you're actually taking from it because uh, part of history and reclaiming things and uh, history stories changing and repurposing and I don't know lots of spun uh, lofty sounding bullshit that we'll get to once we're uh-huh. writing the thing and even drunker hmm so what was the third one in that category so what and this might kind of inform other aspects of the, the background in the class who is our kind of archetype uh, and when it comes to uh, the Pentatomice and uh, the Order of Galileo. For some reason, this whole time, I've just been thinking back to Redwall and how Mm. they have like a legendary mouse hero that was basically like King Arthur. I think it was Martin or something like that. (laughs) Uh, Very cute. Let's call him Marvin because it sounds a little more like Merlin too, since we're going for more of a wizard thing. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I do like the the Red Wall. I've only read one of those books. It was like years ago, but yeah, that was kind of what I was thinking too, Gina. Um, hmm. So, hmm. I'm feeling like Marvin's a little younger. I don't know. D and D characters are traditionally like always in their mid twenties or something like that. Uh, what if we made this guy old as balls? 
mm. like a master Ooh. splinter. Oh, I yeah. like that. Oh, I like that. I like that so much. Kind of like the, I mean, because these are like time sort of affiliated creatures, like their biological age isn't as much an impact on their physical abilities. Mm-hmm. So, like, he might look really old, but can still, like, turn it out when he needs and to. I'm going to go, I'm in the interest of NPCs being a little different, I'm going to say maybe in terms of the Order of Galileo, he hasn't risen that far. Like, he's, on, he's like, a relatively low level. But because maybe he's, a, like, a librarian or something, he's a little more, like, into the knowledge of other things than uh, other members of the Order that he's maybe multi-classed a little bit so he's got like two levels and in uh the order but is like also a level of wizard and like a level of druid mm. it's more of a jack of all trades but uh plays it down thinking maybe a little more of a bookworm I like that yeah fuck do we name him Marvin Marvin god damn it god damn it Marvin Marvin, our little mouse time wizard, uh, hanging out in the library, multi-classing. Um, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to build him by drunkards and flagons rules. And this might inform his stats, but <laughs> here we goddamn go. Um, so uh, zero, three, one, two. Or, so in terms of stats, power, uh, finesse, intelligence, toughness. Fuck, I don't even know my own game. Power, finesse, intelligence, charisma. Um, assigning a zero, a one, a two, and a three into any one of those. Guessing he's a zero power. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, three finesse. Well, now he's older, so I'm going to say maybe a two finesse. He's a little nimble. Yeah, that leaves three for intelligence, which seems three. right. And one for charisma, because he's still a mouse, but he an old mouse. Yeah. A little crouchy. Um, so two kind of unique skills that define him, not necessarily D&D skills. Uh, what are two things that he's uniquely able to do? I'll maybe turn these into some sort of abilities. Hmm. Ah... Maybe something with like I f- I forget how like turn like turn order stuff works in drunkards, but maybe something kind of like they get to move around like their own or other people's numbers. Mm-hmm. What's well, it? Skill is just kind of like a broad name for something they can do. Like I don't know, like. Uh, kick down a door and start asking questions. Mm. Um, hmm. um, jumping across ravines, um, but only specifically ravines. Uh, knowledge of pyramids. Um, oh, right. um, once per day, if they hear about an event that is ha- happening, a scheduled event, they can instantly know when it's going to happen. Ooh. Ooh, okay, yeah, roll against some sort of, like, some sort of uh, skill level to do that. I like that as a legit ability. Yeah, it's, like, almost magical. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, oh, yes, I heard this town is having a parade, and you could just invoke that. It'd be like, oh, yes, the parade is tomorrow afternoon at 3 p.m. I I fucking love that. Yeah. Um, or, and could be reasonably expanded to be like, an assassin is going to arrive to kill the king tonight. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he's going to get here at 1128. You know someone's personal agenda or itinerary, mm-hmm. but only one person's. Um, that's like, but a, it like has itinerary. to be scheduled. If the assassin's yeah. like, I'll kill him sometime tonight when opportunity strikes, you probably won't know when because the assassin doesn't know when. Yeah. But if it's somehow coordinated that like you have to stab him at three a.m., then the, the then your ability will work. <laughs> but you only know when it's planned for. Now it's yeah. Where, uh, but if something happens, it might not plan out that way. Exactly. You know what it's planned for. Yeah. Love it. Um, and our uh, and Marvin has this has this ability, or at least the earlier level of it. Um, oh my god, I really love that. Um, hmm. What's kind of a, a magic item that Marvin would have that makes him kind of unique? And we'll kind of uh, maybe use this to to close out on. Hmm. What what is uh, the defining thing that Marvin has? It's got to be like some kind of watch thing, right? Some kind of timepiece. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to go out on a limb and maybe say it's a uh, it's it's like not of this realm, and by that I mean it's like some sort of calculator watch, but it's kind of oversized because it's a mouse holding it. <laughs> But oh, still it's over- very cute. But yes, still oversized. It's around his waist. It's but it's still oversized. It's like adding. It's like a human sized, like our watch sized watch being added to like Barbie dolls or something. Yeah, it yeah. So like, like a wrestling belt around it, yeah. like a cummerbund around his waist. Yes, but it's still like a calculator watch, and it's just blinking zero zero the whole time. But maybe with like the right combination of numbers it activates some sort of, like, weird rifting ability that can control time. Because it's not supposed to be here. <laughs> what would the name for this thing be? What brand made? <laughs> Casio. Yeah, Casio. <laughs> Texas Instruments. I'm trying to think of like of like in Star Trek One, like V'ger. Like, what letters do we drop out of this to make? Ooh, ah, uh, the dodeca quarter, like a tricorder, but with twelve because clocks. <laughs> yes. Oh yes, yes, the <laughs> dodeca quarter belt. Hmm. The belt of the dodecasphere. Nice. Awesome. And with that, I think we're all kind of like falling into sleepiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hot juice uh, kicking in. Yeah. Well, it kicked in and now we're on the downslope. Uh, Could do another shot, but that's not a thing. I should investigate at 930 at night. Hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess... Danny will try to listen back to these and see what's usable and what we can kind of build into a world for uh, a, f- a finale-ish episode in preparation of writing this thing out. 
Okay. And uh, yeah, Gina, thank you for uh, for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, it's, it's always fun to podcast with y'all. Yes, uh, yeah. and, and thank you for being uh, uh, an intelligent voice of not nearly as drunk as us reason. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and one of the benefits of not being able to process alcohol. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry for you and gratefully for you at the same time. Yes, thank you. All right. All you, right. you fulfill the role that I normally do. <laughs> uh, quarantine makes weirdo drunks of us all. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, good night, y'all. Good night. Good night. Right, oh wait, hold on. Oh, yeah, let's stop. Yeah, the you stop that. Yeah, oh. first. Good. Just close the tab and shut it down. Mm-hmm. This has been Art of Wonder presents. Lure of the Temptress. You can find Pod of Wonder online at Pod of Wonder. You can find Danny on Twitter at Danny Plays RPGs. And the games he makes on DannyMakesRPGs.itch.io. You can find Eddie on Instagram at Monsters by Ed. And you can find his games at Strange But True Games. <laughs> <laughs>